Welcome to Dad Rocks, a podcast for dads who love music, made by dads who love music. And now, your hosts, Josh and Joe. Hello, and welcome to Dad Rocks, the podcast about being a dad and loving music and how the two intersect in our lives. I'm Josh, and I'm here with my co-host, Joe. What's up, Josh? And our producer, Steve. Hey, guys. Today, we're just going to keep it short and give you a quick update and discuss some music we've been digging. Um, and so, you know, just to, to give you a little update on what's been going on with us since uh, it's been a while since we've discussed that. So uh, let's get right into it. Joe, you've got a lot that has happened since yeah. uh, we gave an update. Yeah, it's funny. In 2022, um, going into it, I didn't think there would be that much change. But um, a few weeks in, I randomly, a new job kind of fell right into my lap and I wasn't really looking, but it was an amazing opportunity. I took it right away, um, with a TV network and I started a few weeks ago and they, um, flew me down to Miami to get set up to the headquarters and meet the team and everything. So, you know, that was cool just in itself, just to get out of the house and and travel, you know, alone and just sort of get out. Change the scenery. Um, change of scenery i was hoping for a little bit warmer weather in miami actually i was down there off here <laughs> us in new jersey got got slammed with snow yeah you go went down at the right time well, yeah but it was still chilly it was like 50 one day yeah, it was 45 chilly so it was yeah i was not really dressed for i was i had sh- i brought shorts a lot of shorts <laughs> and short sleeves like i was wearing a jacket the whole time in miami um and then they from miami i went to saint paul minnesota for the U.S. men's national soccer team World Cup qualifier against Honduras because our network was one of the ones covering it. And it was like sub-zero <laughs> conditions, Yeah, you know, like the frozen tundra Lambeau Field. Like, you know, it was super cold. Frigid. It really hurt. I was not prepared. I had stuff. I mean, I had my thermal shirt and a jacket and a vest and everything, but you needed like real gear to stay warm out there. So I was out there for a few days for the game. Um, they made the news that it was so cold. I mean, that was that was yeah. the main mm-hmm. story. I, mean, you, you, I can't speak. The United States won uh, 3 nothing, but they had it out there because apparently – um, to sort of as a, as a weather advantage against Honduras, which I thought was really, uh, you know, kind of a dirty trick. But did they just play Canada? They played Canada like up in Canada, like a few weeks. Yes, they before, played Canada and they lost. Bef- yeah, they lost to nothing, and they lost. Or they won before that. They played in Ohio, which was also really cold. I forget what they yeah. played. Um, but this was like another level of, of freezing. I mean, it was, yeah, yeah. I just, it was crazy. So it was a good experience. You know, it was cool to meet everyone. And uh, yeah, it was just a new, you know, new year, new job, new adventure. So far, it's going great. Um, I get to good work team. remotely. And uh, it's a good team. And I'll be flying out to, to LA um, in a few weeks again for another game. So yeah, it's been good. Again, I'm similar to the my previous job that I get to work from home uh, most of the time, which is just great. I just, you know, I think now in this world, if you can do it, I think companies should definitely, you know, allow everyone to uh, at least stay home a little bit. Uh, my wife's still working from home, so it's been nice. You know, we're always home together, we take lunches together, stuff like that. So, so that was definitely a big change. Um, and 
I'm still around for all the kids stuff, which is, there's been a lot of, as always, it's it's just the child activity, driving around has been more, has been busier than actual work at times. (laughs) Um, And at times lately, I felt like I'm an Uber driver, (laughs) picking up kids in other towns, making different trips. And uh, just wait till they ask for a car of their own. Oh, that, that yeah, that's gonna be really. It's or you have good, to like but, shuffle around who's driving what car, what day, at what time. That's well, exactly. Never fun. I I know a lot of parents who have kids who just turned, you know, just got their license, and they seem like they just are so relieved in a way because it's like, <laughs> okay, your turn. You want to go there? Go. You know. And then sometimes when kids fail their driver's license, like the parents get so depressed, like, oh man, <laughs> like five more months of driving you, fr- you know, picking mm-hmm. you up at 1130 at the party. And we don't want to do it anymore. We're done. <laughs> we've made the trips. We've picked up friends. We've went to a million soccer games and basketball yeah. games. And, you know, we've just, we've, we've done all of it. So with my son who's 14 and my daughter is 10, they're both in the thick of it with, you know, activities, parties, sports, a lot of basketball. Overall, everything's going well. My son, we had a tr- we have a trip planned going to London with cool. us and my mom in April. And we had this plan for a long time. J- just the flights. I actually didn't book the Airbnb till recently because in, this, in the winter it was getting really bad here and yeah, over there. So I was like, you know what? I don't even know if we're going to make it. I'm not going to book anything yet. Then we kind of came out of that period and it was looking good. And then my son got invited to yet another quinceanera. (laughs) He's actually at one currently as we're recording this. But this other one coming up in April is with his like real good friends. And they're all in the, what they call it, the court, which is the group that kind of comes out with the girl whose birthday it is. It's like a and wedding they, party, right? It's like a wedding party. And they, they do a whole choreographed dance that they rehearse now. They're starting to rehearse for. So he wow. got this invitation. He was super gung-ho to go. And he, we said, well, what's the date in April? I'm right away. I'm like, oh, no, it's going to be this overlap. <laughs> he, and it was. I wow. said, well, I hate to break it to you, but that's our trip. We're going to London and Paris as well. Right away, he flipped out, flipped out. I don't want to go to London. I don't care about London. You take someone else. Wow. Take one of our you know, relatives. Take someone. Can't someone go in my place? He was did not care. All he wants to do is go to this party. There's also like, another, I think there's two other ones that week. It's when they're off from school. And he could be very hard-headed and stubborn and, you know, he doesn't want to like negotiate. It's just like, I want to do this and, and forget the wow. trip. So right away. And this came up like 11 o'clock at night and one night, you know, of course I'm like, we'll talk about it tomorrow. I, I, we can't get into it now. We're all like, we have to go to sleep. So days were going on back and forth. We're like, what are we going to do? So we did end up rescheduling the flights. We actually wow. got a credit somehow. We actually oh, didn't nice. even lose money. So we pushed it just a couple of days and he'll be able to go to the quinceanera and the next night we're flying out. So, you know, Hopefully we're such nice you. parents right. that we're accommodating everybody here for this trip and him and his parties. And I, yeah. you know, it goes along with driving. You know, I was telling you guys earlier just about, I kind of always give in, you know, with picking their friends up and making the extra trips. It's just hard to say no. I don't know. I just like to see them, see their friends and do everything. So 
it just ends up, it's not that we're driving so much. It's just sometimes you're like, I just want to get home. But then there's like an extra little loop you got to make to a certain street. You're like, oh, right. you know, it's like one more street. So it's, I gotta say, you know, it's, it's tough in the moment as a teenager to really understand what these trips are, you know, and hopefully he'll look back and be glad that you took it and be like, wow, my parents took me to London when I was 15 and be like, you know, reflect on it. I mean, yeah. and even if you, you loses out on something, I mean, this is, you know, if this is too down, we'll cut this out. But like when I was a freshman in, in college, I was in the pep band and I was the number one drummer at the University of Maryland. And that was the year they went and played and won the national championship. And that was like a dream of mine to be at the final four. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And we had booked and planned a family vacation to Florida to go see our relatives. And it was over Passover. So I stupidly, as a freshman, was being intimidated because I beat out all these other older kids who were waiting for their chance wow. to go. And like, in, in the team had made the final four. Yeah. And I kind of was like, okay, we're supposed to go. My family's supposed to go to whatever. If we make the Sweet 16 or the Final Four, you, you know, the next guy up can go. So I, I ended up going to Florida and, you know, I got to see the national championship on campus and whatever. The, the point is, is that my dad also went to the University of Maryland and he was the reason why I went to the school and got really into the basketball team. And we got to watch the games, the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight games and the, uh, the first Final Four game together. And then he passed away the next year. Mm -hmm. So like I look back and I was like, you know, I kick myself every time that it gets brought up. And then I'm like, wait, you know, that was a good time. You know, I'm glad I didn't go uh, because it was like a time I got to spend with my family. I know that's it's a little downer, but it's like, you know, you Mm -hmm. look as an older person, you look back. So you can't fault him for being upset. But, you know, you just hope that later on down the road, he's like, wow, I really appreciate the fact that, you know, we went on this trip at all. Exactly. And we rearranged everything just so he can try to you know because they're off the whole week this party's on a sunday so yeah i know I, I know once he's out there i think he's gonna really like it we're gonna try to go to a premier league game oh nice if, if we can try um yeah. to do that he's like super into the premier league right now out of anything so that'd be pretty awesome but also on a, on a similar note as the story you just told with you know your dad passing away yeah in my town there was actually a dad who just passed away um Oof. from covid related um, symptoms and uh, yeah, just the other day, I didn't know him very well. He his son was on my son's rec teams over the years a few times, yeah. and I've seen him for the last eight years or whatever, nine years, I guess. So it's yeah, it was, it's just really crazy to to hear about you know he's a couple so years older than you. me, and yeah, he lived in the next street over from our old house, and crazy. I'm on actually a uh, a text thread or a, a WhatsApp thread with other dads in town, I was just looped into this group that they've been kind of together for a few years. And it's really cool. They're very big into, you know, trying to mentor and, and teach their, their, they all have sons the same age as my son. Oh, nice. A lot of them are on, been on the same teams and stuff. And yeah, they were, they were close to this, this guy. So, um, are they going to help out the family? Like all that group? Yeah. The one, the one dad already started like a GoFundMe and, um, they actually were just saying earlier, I just, read that because this guy always wore shorts he was always one of these he's a very big guy and he wore shorts and like slides and so apparently they're going they're dressing to the wake i don't know if the funeral or the wake they're gonna dress like what the wife requested them you know Mm. you gotta dress in like socks and slides and khaki shorts and like a polo shirt that's what they're gonna they're all gonna like go 
Wow. Yeah, it's just a crazy story when that's, you hear someone like that. You know, even weird. though most people, we all know people get COVID and it's like seems right. like almost almost 100% of the time everyone seems to be all right or they get a little sick and then they're, they bounce right back. But otherwise, um, yeah, the new job has been the has been the real you know new adventure for this year and still doing the radio show pretty much every week. Yeah, it's um, been great. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Very good. Thanks. It's been, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, it's definitely like a little challenge every week. You know, as soon as the show ends, you're like, all right, what should I do next week? Like what theme should I do? Or, you know, and, and again, I, on WFMU, they, some of these DJs have been out for like 20, 30 years and they just do week after week and they do a longer show that I only do an hour. They do some, if you're on the main channel, you usually get like three hours. I just don't know how they do that. And how they all find obscure music, not even just, you know, kind of old standbys. We all have like a big iTunes collection and you kind of just throw in, you know, mainstream things. Mostly people on the station are just like like our former guest, uh, Dwayne Harriet, was a great example. He did three hours every week for 10 years of just, you know, an amazing mix mix of hip hop, funk and soul and disco and rare imports and all this stuff it's like how do you find it how do you find that much music every week so it just takes up time even if you it's not almost you like you can do it but it's like where do you find the time yeah and you know we're all, all three of us are big you know music heads and constantly looking up new music and it's 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 great. I mean, the the search for new music. I hope I wish more people kind of had it as like that we have. It's one thing when I meet people, and then some people you just see like, man, they haven't really heard new music in twenty years or something. They just they're yep. stuck in like nineteen ninety seven or you know. Go man, one of my like, work colleagues. So much music. Like he's totally into good music, but yeah, doesn't know anything in the last. There's like a years stoppage point, you know. Yep. There's a year like that's it. I'm kind of the same way, but just with genres and bands. It's like I I don't want to put the energy into like trying new bands or whatever. Yeah, it's we like, all have our yeah. lanes, of course. But you know, you you buy a lot of music, you buy oh, yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. new vinyl and you you're you're up on what's going on and, and new kind music. Of, yeah. It's like, no, you are, you know, definitely you are more I, than you, the norm you, for you sure. Don't think you are, yeah, more yeah. than the norm. Some people who are like yeah. nothing. There's no I know I talk to you guys a lot about listening to Eddie to Trunk Nation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I I've been that that's I should that's been a uh not an obsession, but I, I've really been into Trunk Nation. I, I don't listen to the whole show. He's on a couple hours on Sirius XM. And that is all those call, almost all those callers to Trunk Nation. He promotes some new bands, I got to say. But the callers are like, <laughs> talk about stuck in an, in an era. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, they, and they, but these bands are still out there. We would never Trickster. hear about it. They're all out there. <laughs> Doc and Twist, uh, Trickster, what's his name? Um, well, I mean, I mean, there's Warren so many bands out there stuff. in general. Yingy, like Yingy, I, Mal- Yingy, yeah, he was just on, yeah, last last month or something. He was just on, but they're all like, so it's like, dude, don't you want to like? Okay, that was '87. It's like it's been 30 years, like. <laughs> but they got God. a new album out. Yeah, it's yeah. like Scorpions right. have a new album coming out Scorpions, soon, guys. Yeah, new one. yeah, the 45th album. It's like. <laughs> Okay. Sounds like all the rest, sadly. But with their twelfth drummer and their yeah. eighth bass, pl- bass yep. player and their fourth lead singer, <laughs> that, that that's the thing that Trunk does talk about. He kind of jokes that there's a lot of band, there's older bands. He's like, it's almost like seeing a cover band. Some of those, mm-hmm. I think Foreigner, I think is one he brings up. Well, it's like there's oh almost yeah. no original members, so it's like you're just seeing guys as Foreigner. 
it's just it's just crazy. Like it's like yeah, the band's still going. Like Journey with it's just Neil Sean at this point, and then just like a random assortment of uh, people. They're uh, still doing huge business uh, journey. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean they are, but. Well, all right. So I'll update you after our nice little chat about uh, music and stuff. Um, my life has been getting a little more interesting. Uh, my son is now reading, kind of. He is uh, wow. able to identify and kind of sound out some simple words. He's basically memorized most of Hop on Pop. And he's now, I've, I was like, oh, you just memorized it. I'll just, you know, I want to test him out. So I wrote out a sentence or two in my handwriting and he was able to sound out like a three letter, a three word sentence. And I was just like, wow. Okay. And then the most amazing part about this was I was watching a Maryland basketball game last weekend. And then out of the blue, he's like, daddy, why is there big on the court? Why, why do they have big? Wow. And it's like, cause of the big 10, you know, yeah. conference, it says, you know, yep. B one G or, you know, big. And I was like, wow. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a, cool. like he, it's not even like in the right direction. And he was able to pick that out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's like, it's crazy. And so he's now, he's now able to do that. He loves now making up songs and it's like the same kind of song over and over again. And, you know, I don't know if he has, I'm not sure if he's going to have any musicality, but at least he's, you know, it's it's fun for me to like, you know, hear him play, you know, make up songs, even though he doesn't like it when I sing certain songs. He's like, no, no, don't do that song. Do a different song. <laughs> but, you know, it's been, it's been great to see, like, it's just, again, he's just at that stage where, you know, I'm starting to look at him as like a four-year-old, even though we got six more months till that, but like, the fact that he's going to be a true preschooler next year is just shocking to me and, and, and everything. And he's like become a a real little person and I'm blown away by him really just straight up blown away by him. And it's, it's just interesting with the music because I'll sometimes I'll be just flipping through my phone and like a song will come on on like Instagram or like Facebook. And he's like, I want to hear that again. It's like, but it's just, it's like it's just a little snippet of a song that I don't even know about, but okay, I'll I'll play it again. Sure, yeah, why it not? Yeah, just be anything that just catches their ear. Yeah. Of course. Or yeah. like, it's really funny because you know we have I have Spotify Premium, so I've you know with all and just in general like with media, it's been very interesting because I'll play a song and of course he'll be like, play it again, please. So I you know put it back on. But mm-hmm. when we listen to the radio, he's like, you know, I want to hear that again. Like we I turned on WFUV on on the drive to his. Uh, daycare one morning and sign sealed delivered which he absolutely loves by stevie wonder came on he's like play it again i was like it's the radio bud i can't like i i can't and like he was like no play it again and like you know because we don't listen to the radio that much it's hard for him to everything just conceptualize but you know with videos, it's even crazier. Someone gave us a Magic School Bus book, so we we read. He read that with my wife, or and I read part of it to you know over the course of nights, and then we showed him clips of the show on YouTube, and then we found out they had the first season on Netflix. So we start playing that, and he's just like wants to hear hear or watch the same episode over and over and over. And over, I'm just like, right. how many times can you watch? I mean, watch it. Then again, they're all like that. They they yeah. find that thing and My then they just the wear it out. Oh, I yeah, I totally. when I was younger, when I was about his age, maybe a little older, I was obsessed with the New York Yankees and the Beatles. So there would be two videos I would rent from the the public library. Mm-hmm. It was 
It was called uh, The Complete Beatles, which was like this unauthorized documentary uh, that ne- didn't have any Beatles. It was just had people around them that, mm-hmm. you know, was in it. So I would watch yeah. that and I would watch the history of the Yankees. Me like, too. Nonstop. It, like, it, it was ended like a VHS like, tape. Yeah. It ended in like 88 or something like yes, that. Yes. Totally. I think I had the same tape. I was obsessed with it. I, I loved I was like. Over and over, oh, I'd watch it. I would run around like our coffee table, like it was like a you know the the, the diamond and stuff like that. Totally, so I I totally get it. It's just like bizarre as an adult now. You're like, why would you want to you know watch or listen to this again? You just did it for the twentieth time. It's like you know, don't right. you want to watch something different or, or something new? But yeah, so that's it's been he's been like that late you know lately. He's been doing really good at school, which is great. And, you know, the one thing I'm kind of we're starting to get a little worried about is, you know, they're they're lifting the mask mandate um, in New Jersey. You know, for me at school at this point, like the kids kind of wear them and they don't. But, you know, I wear an N95 to to school and, you know, that's all I can really do at this point. Open up windows, let the air come in and and whatever. But I work more more concerned about him because he's not vaccinated. You know, Pfizer just came out today. They're saying they're going to push back, which is fine. But, you know, in terms of the timing of this mask mandate. Mandate. You know, we want hopefully get the vaccine soon for him. But that's, you know, that's the thing that we're most frustrated about just because my wife has not been at work and now going to be it's going to be she's supposedly going back to work in person one day a week, like literally the two year anniversary of them saying, go home and don't come back for a while. Same so with she's my been wife. For, Same yeah. exact thing. Yep. So mm-hmm. she's been home for two months, two years. Two years sorry. Yeah. And. So now she's like, oh, do it. should I even go on the, like, I got to go to the back of the bus. Like, what yeah. if I bring it home now? So, you know, that's yeah. the thing we're, we're most concerned about. I don't know. Well, you know, he's, he's sick right now. He's got, he's got a runny nose. We're probably going to take him to the doctor tomorrow to, to get a COVID test, which he absolutely hates. The last time we did it, he yeah. literally had a, a, a complete meltdown. He ran no, up I to- I can't imagine. His, like, he went age. up to his bedroom and was like, I want to go to sleep and take a nap. Like, he's just like, I don't want to yeah. go. And yeah, I probably would be the same if I had his HF. I, yeah, I, I would have I the same reaction. Like, but, you F know, this thing on my nose. Like, Thankfully, yeah, well, when we, we he calmed, it took a while. We, yeah, we basically strapped him into the car, and then he calmed down. Then we got there. He was very, yeah, like, tough. calm and, like, quiet. But he, then afterwards, he was like, oh, I, I was brave. I was brave. But, like, oh. tonight I brought up that we might have to go to the doctor, and he started crying. And he's like, yeah, I don't want the doctor to be sure. mean to me. Oh. I'm like, dude, yeah, it's... it's I know. It's, that, that stuff's hard, yeah. Is it usually the same person doing the testing there oh yeah yeah i mean it's the doctor's great like and the nurses are great but like again it's literally he's hated he's hated had things up his nose when he was he had rsv like three months before covid happened Mm -hmm. we had to go to the er because he was breathing quick and the the pediatrician's just like just go and they did like a nasal swab so they they at the you know at the hospital so they were a little more you know rough and yeah. then they did a they did a hardcore like nose sucker so they were sucking stuff out of his nose and he always mm. hated the nose frida that basically it's just this thing you that stick blue. up the kid's nose yeah and you suck yeah, out the, their snot and yeah. so he hated that um but yeah so that's we're hard probably to, yeah, tomorrow. To, yeah, to, to deal with yeah. all that that's that's, that's really you tough. know another reason why we just want him to get vaccinated so we don't have to hopefully do this as much yeah. in the future yeah and hopefully you know numbers keep going down but i'm kind of excited um i'm pushing trying to push myself to get back into normal like we were back in june when i played the wedding i bought tickets to see wilco uh i probably stupidly bought them because they're doing a, a four-night run uh for the 20th anniversary of Ho- yankee hotel foxtrot mm-hmm. uh they're 
playing at the United Palace Theater in New York. That's a great theater. I've, have you ever been there before? No, I've never been there. It's really cool. It's very cool. The other thing, though, is that the night before, they're playing, but Spoon is also playing at Hammerstein, and I w- I've been wanting to go to that. I've held off because I'm like, it's the second night of Passover. I don't know what we're doing, and I don't want to like you know skip out. So I may be... I, talk to my wife about it and I put it in her head I'm like maybe I might be go I would like to go to back to back shows like on back to back nights yeah um, so exactly. we'll see if that happens <laughs> plant yeah. the seed early yeah. <laughs> and we'll see how things are because then I'm off the, the whole next week because of, of school but yeah so I'm excited for that um, and that's pretty much you know nothing's really changed at work other than this mask mandate uh, things have been going fine and um, yeah so uh, Steve what's been going on with you so I had a couple of adventures in the same day. Basically, if you guys don't know, because I don't even know if there's a picture of me on our Instagram or social media or anything with my long hair, but all through the pandemic, I had grown my hair out. I didn't get a cut for over a year. Crazy. Yeah. And the intent was actually, one, just to see what it would be like to grow <laughs> you it. Look like, <laughs> yeah. See what happens because my dad mm-hmm. had, you know, in the seventies, had grown yeah. his like seventies hair, and he grew it out pretty well. And so I was like, okay, let's see what happens. And it kept growing, kept growing, kept growing. And Rashmi got uh, diagnosed, and I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm gonna grow it until I can do the locks of love donation because mm-hmm. they they had the minimum was like ten inches. Oh wow! And I was like, yeah, let's see if I can do it. So I kept growing it. Um, and it got to that point where I was like, okay, it's 13 inches oh, wow. and I'm sick and tired of washing, pulling the hair, like all the, yeah. all the upkeep side yeah, of it. And I, sure. obviously I can't, I can't complain too much. I have hair that I have you yes. know, still. Yes. So it's not like that, but it was just one of those things where, you know, the, the upkeep was a lot. So it looked good though. You were able to, it's, yeah, yeah, you had a real kinda, full head of hair. Was I, like, did. I was impressed. Yeah, I, I was able to do like the ponytail I wish thing. I could do that again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I basically hadn't seen my barber in over like a year and a half. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to call him, make sure he's available. He was available that day. And I wanted to go to a record store that was kind of in like more Southern Jersey. So I was like, I'll just kind of like swing up. And so I went to this uh, record store called Revere grooves which is our boy adam shanker's like one of his favorite record stores mm-hmm. it's in milltown new jersey so before i got my haircut i went in and i was just like i don't even know what to expect i just kind of was like in that one of those downtime days where i just wanted to buy some records i hadn't done in a while and i went inside i got like a really cool haul and joel will back me up on this because he's been there it's a record store that you go to to find things that you can't find anywhere else if that makes sense like mm. there's not a lot of new stuff mm-hmm. there are like gems of like newer used there time to time but it might be like you know like a black sabbath like first edition for like 70 bucks or 50 bucks or something right but then there's stuff that like i've never seen in my entire life and that's why i get why adam goes there because he has he has everything, everything. he has yeah. everything any mainstream thing anything yeah mainstream so he'll go there and get like you know deep funk deep soul these like off uh label jazz stuff stuff from japan so i found an actual chinese record that just Mm. had a really interesting cover but it was you know the traditional um i forget what that instrument is called but it sounds like bow like yeah the string yes exactly that there was, was a guy who there was a guy a young guy who was doing playing that i think recently really Uh, in the modern that's cool. Yeah, I forget, I forget what his name is. I'll have to look it up. Oh, I mean, it's it's super meditative. It was really cool. So I ended up grabbing it. It was like 15 bucks or something. But it was cool to 
to find stuff like that. But like, I get again, yeah, I get why Adam goes there because he can just like go nuts. He can buy like fifty more records of things that he can't find anywhere else. Yeah, it was definitely a record store. As we talked about that, it you have to dig around. Mm-hmm. It's not easily um, no. You have to label <laughs> by genre. I mean, I, I went to this other new record store called uh, Sweet Vinyl Cafe. Yes, in uh, mm. Denville, and it was really cool. Yep, uh, definitely very pretty much all new records or um, sealed records and and, and like really curated. Old, it looks like very curated, very defined like sp- spots of genres and bands and and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, this is more my speed. The other place was good, but you, def- you definitely need a lot of time to to yeah. dig to dig around. And I wanna I wanna check out Sweet Vinyl because one, I like that the just whoever runs the social media for it makes it look like that they kinda like take a lot of care in the way it's decorated and the way that it's like set up. And like you told me the owner's like a really cool dude. Yeah, I ended up talking to the owner for like forty minutes and he used to work in the town that I grew up in. Yeah. And it was a lot of connections and yeah, it's half cool. cafe, it's a little cafe there and Yeah. They had cool stuff on the wall. They had like uh, retro music magazines, like cream magazines, you nice. know, around and stuff like that. So it was, yeah, it was a really nice, nice spot. Yeah. It's, it's cool to find like a, a new record store anyway, especially around here as we know. Yeah. Um, and then Revia, I can just give it props that the bathroom was cool. It had like a very seventies black light lava lamp. Uh, Black Crows posters and all this cool stuff in the bathroom. I had to take a photo because it was just so cool. <laughs> um, but I found um, a classic, a couple classics that I've been looking for, including uh, a King Crimson in the Court of the Crimson King, which I just have wanted for a long time. In it, inside joke in the in the vinyl world too is um, if you they call it the Red Screamy Man album, especially uh-huh. in the vinyl jerk on Reddit and stuff. And it's like, oh, this is like the cliche, like 10 records that you buy. So I was like, I have Red Screamy Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a great album, of course, still. Like I I haven't dove yeah. as deeply into their other stuff, but this album is just like known to be, you know, their pinnacle or at least one of their pinnacles. Yep. And is then their um, first I was like their first album, I think. I think too, it's right? their first. Yeah, which I think is so. Also mind blowing too. And they kind of like almost created that prog psych genre yeah and then um they had a, a a far side album that i've been looking for actually for a long time uh bizarre ride to the far side that's just like a 90s like hip-hop all-time classic has uh, a song well a couple songs on there but yamama is like one of my favorites and like i kind of have like a decent 90s hip-hop uh, collection going so that was like a good addition and not mm-hmm. again not expected to find that there i think it was sealed and then um, Brothers Johnson, the the classic Right on Time, which had Strawberry Letter 23, which is, you know, like a funk classic mm-hmm. of all. And uh, a couple other, like, grab bag things, like, you know, smaller stuff that I was just like, it's cool. But I drove into New York City, got my hair cut. Yuri, I hadn't seen. He's my barber. <laughs> and he's kind of like my 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 grandpa in, in my near grandpa <laughs> like he's just like i've had him for over like two three, no sorry over 10 years i'm sorry oh wow i have him for over 10 years and uh so it kind of was weird that i hadn't seen him for almost a year and some change so i gave him like a really big tip he gave me a shot of whiskey because that's just that's what he does <laughs> i think he's russian i want to say or he's ukrainian one of the two um but it was cool to catch up with him i'm gonna donate the hair uh which is like you know, same thing, like, I kind of feel like it's a good way to give back, even if, obviously, it's just, I'm just grateful that any any person or kid can get use of my hair, which is cool. 
And then I uh, finally got in the mail the, uh, the miniature vinyl record store. The woman had basically blown my mind multiple times throughout the process. And she finally shipped it. And it came through in the mail. It had like a little bit of like a, you know, just the way it ships, a little bit of a chip that I had to like glue back in because there's like a magnet. And then like one of the claw feet like had, I guess, chipped. But man, she killed it. Why don't you explain us a little bit what, what, what that is to everybody? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That looked amazing. Yeah. Amazing. She So I had seen a record or I'm sorry, a music room that she had made for someone else who was a probably a musician. And she did like amps and guitars and a little bit of a record player set up there. And that sparked my interest because when I first followed her, I was like, I want to commission her for something one day. I don't know what, but I was like, that's what I would love. I would love a, a listening room. And she goes, oh, I would love to do that. You know, like she had maybe done a couple records, I think, on the wall, but not like a full stack. So I told her roughly what I had in my record collection. I sent her some pictures in my Instagram and a couple other things. She whips up this record store floor on the first floor that had a mixture of like basically my favorite albums. And then there was like a t-shirt, there was a, you know, open sign and like this whole thing, posters on the wall, concert posters on the front of the main wall. And it was built inside of basically like a brownstone that she had seen. I told her Vintage Vinyl was my favorite New Jersey record store. So she must have found a Manhattan Vintage Vinyl. Apparently I was told that there was one that had changed its name or something like that. Hmm. So it's basically like this brownstone with a record store on the first floor. And then you go up to the second floor and it's almost like a mini quiet listening room. So there's a, a audio board, a record player. A shelf with like the things that I have on my shelf. So she found this Buddha statue that we have, uh, Rashmi and I have, and um, this prayer bowl and a guitar that I took a photo of, my rug she like recreated, like all these things that like it's stunning. It's stunningly realistic looking. It has lights. It's got how, a how big lamp. is it? I want to say it's like 15 inches by about 18 inches, like 15 inches wide, 18 inches tall. Wow, and it's ch- unreal. Like at, at, everybody that sees it is like even um, Matt Harkey messaged me on Instagram and he goes, I checked out her other stuff. And like you got like one of the top of her, like whatever she's done. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's true. Like she she's kind of become known in the miniature world, I guess, because she did that Adam's family house. But she I think she's going to be like working in the movies one day. Like I feel like she's that talented. She could yeah. make miniatures for like films. So I made a video of it, uh, posted it on social media, and just like I've just been staring at it for the last couple of weeks. So it's cool, yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Very cool. And that's it. Let's uh, hear what you guys have been listening to or what you've been digging. Joe, why don't you go first? Sure. So a song that I've been playing a lot on the radio just dropped uh, late December 2021. Um, It's a bedroom side project of this woman, Holly Finley. She plays bass in the psych rock band Stonefield. And during the uh, lockdown, especially in Australia, she just made a little side project called Spud. 
but Stonefield, back to them, they're all sister band, like four cool. sisters who really rock. Yeah. Um, I actually saw them in New York City back in like 2018 or so. They, they were great. I'm curious to see what happens with them because they, during the lockdown, of course, they took a hiatus. Two of the members had babies. Mm. Um, I saw on Instagram, so I'm like, hmm, I wonder what the future of, of Stonefield is going to be. Right. But Spud is very cool, very different than than Stonefield. Um, she said on her, it's very available on Bandcamp. Yeah, it's like very new wave, synthy. Um, she said she was inspired by uh, late 70s post-punk acts like Delta 5. And uh, Lizzie Merc, I can never say her name, Lizzie <laughs> Mercier de Clou, and even the Mothers of Invention, she said, mm. were the inspiration. It's very simple. Awesome. So, this song uh, that went to Spotlight, it's from an EP, and it's on Bandcamp. Um, I was hooked in the first few notes. Uh, it's called Chips. Song number two is by a band also I've been spinning a lot for many years on my radio show called Death Valley Girls. They're a band from Los Angeles, very cool psych garage band. Um, yeah, Steve actually just sent me another one of their songs I never heard of before, just before recording this. And I was like, oh, that's another one. They just came, they come out with a lot of singles, EPs, a couple full lengths. Um, this is a new single they just dropped on Bandcamp, brand new, about like a week or two ago. Um, I meant to buy it, the vinyl, the seven inch. It's all sold out now, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Bummed out, but I will still get the, the digital version. And this is called When I'm Free. Song number three is from the band The Mox. They are a garage rock band, a new band, but they're they seem like they were transported from 1966. They're from cool. Holland, it's a trio, and they are on Bickerton Records out in Spain. Who puts out a lot of awesome garage rock stuff. Yep. Um, I've been also spinning this on the radio show. It gets a lot of great reaction every time I play it. Uh, this is a song called "See That Girl." Yeah, every time I play that song, there's a lot of reaction in the uh, in the chat about them. So those are my three picks. Um, who wants to go next? Steve, you can go. So first song uh, I'm going to drop is um, this came by, uh, I actually have no clue. And this is kind of what I like about some of the songs that come into my field. Um, I believe it was probably on Twitter and it was probably Brooklyn Vegan. But they posted about this album 
by, I think it's three or four women, and they're called Los Bichos. And they're doing like a cumbia um, style instrumental, like 70s-ish throwback rock slash funk soul album. And I've just been listening to it a lot lately. I'm really excited for what they have in the future, but it was produced by Franz Ferdinand's Alex Capranos, and he kind of, I think, helped them out with their sound and also just like what's going on there. Uh, but it's just been an album that I've just spinning a lot. Like I think it's like a good work kind of soundtrack. So the song that I've been listening to the most is called Pista Fresh Start. <laughs> recommend the entire album uh i just think you know maybe alex is going to be doing a lot more producing i don't know if franz verdinand has worked on anything new but very cool song so last year illuminati hotties i kind of didn't give full you know notice until like the end of the year when i was doing my list uh but then we had uh steven hyden kind of shout them out so then i was like all right i'm gonna give it another chance because it was kind of in that like music twitter where it was getting a lot of buzz so there's a song that they just came out, it's just a single, and it's called Sandwich Share. And basically, it's a single, um, I think to just promote their tour, but it's hmm. blissfully happy. It's kind of got this punky shoegazy pop. It's very sunny feeling. It's just, I think it's a really good song for like the winter right now. It's just, but if you have a chance, I highly recommend it's like one of my least in my top, like 15 or 20 is that album. Let's let me do one more by Illuminati Hotties. I think it's an amazing album. It's very catchy in some points. It's very punk in some points. It's very almost, um, like post-punk and I don't know, they kind of combine a lot of different things, but I just think it's just a great album. And then my last pick is uh, kind of a shout to the record collection, but also a shout to Rachel Nagy. May she rest in power. Uh, we lost her and the whole, as Joe uh, experienced, the whole FMU community and I think just the rock and roll community is like a big, huge fan of the Detroit Cobras and Rachel Nagy, especially her voice is like iconic. It's, it's like people say it's the soundtrack of Detroit. You know, it was definitely like the they were the precursor to like right after like the Gories kind of like fell away. They started to kind of like play a ton of shows in Detroit and they were like that glue. They were the anchor. Everybody knew mm -hmm. that like the Detroit Cobras were going to play like four shows a week or three shows a week. It was just like automatic. So they released a song in 2018. Um, it was a split single with their drummer, Kenny Tudrick, and I think he produced it as well. But the reason why I'm picking this song is one, to honor her, but two, they dropped on Bandcamp Friday, which was just recently, um, mm -hmm. this split single, 7-inch, and the song that I'm going to pick is called Stay Down. Stay down. 
And I just, I think it's typical of what, you know, the Cobras always wrote. Um, either they would do these like punky, rocky, you know, just like, I don't know what you call it, just typical bluesy rock songs. But then they would also mm-hmm. do these like slow grooving, yeah. almost like sad and, but like beautiful songs. Almost and this like is an one Amy of those. Winehouse stuff or something, that kind of thing, like slow, 100%. ballady. And yep. I, I also ordered that single. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for it. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Band camp. That was the one thing I got on the last band camp Friday. But yeah, yeah, I, a lot of people on the WFMU were doing tributes to her. Some some of them were like the full show was like Detroit yeah. Cobra stuff. There's yeah. still a lot of other stuff I have to catch up on. I have their main two albums, but yeah, yeah, there's a lot of other singles and stuff I gotta catch up on. There's so much, yeah, and that's the thing too is on Bandcamp Friday they had the the all the singles they released before they released their major label albums, oh. and there's like. 24 songs on there so it's wow. yeah it's cool josh yeah. what do you have for us all right so the first song i have uh on my list is uh, a friend of mine my friend john who listens to the podcast so shout out to john um sent me a text he's like hey dude uh, i think you'd really enjoy this album and it was from this band called scary goldings which is uh dudes from the band Scary Pockets, so the two dudes who basically are the core of Scary Pockets. If you don't know who Scary Pockets are, they're this band who do a bunch of funk covers on YouTube. Mm. One of the guys, That's Ryan cool Lerman, um, he's connected with Wolfpack in, in, in a way. Uh, he actually he was the guy who recorded their entire MSG show, like with that the, with the iPhone camera that they did the entire time. But anyway, they got together. They they have this other group called Scary Goldings with uh, organist, uh, jazz organist Larry Goldings, and they've put out a few records before. I didn't even know about this until my friend sent me this one with John Schofield on it. So it's, uh, their record's just called Four, IV, and it's all digital, but uh, the opening track to it is uh, called Professor v- uh, Vicarious, and it not only has John Schofield on it, it has Mono Neon, who is an amazing bass player, um, very weird dude, but an amazing bass player, and Lewis Cole, who is an amazing drummer, and they're all on that track. And it's just, the minute I heard it, I was like, this sounds like Schofield, which I love, and it's it's funky, it's really cool, and just right at my groove, and, you know, I, I, I've just been digging it and listening to that whole album, but I, I love that song off of it. I went back and listened to some of their other stuff and it's it's just it's fun i mean it's right up my alley and you know i, I love that kind of stuff so the second song i'm picking uh, is by spoon it's called the hardest cut uh it's been out for a while it's their first single from the album that just dropped the album is called lucifer on the on the sofa and it's just kind of classic spoon they've gone back to 
their more guitar based stuff rather than doing the synthy stuff they did on uh, um, Hot Thoughts. It's been it's been it's a super catchy song. I've been waking up, you know, having it in my head, um, you know, and it's great. And I just listened to the new album, which uh, sadly the vinyl is being delayed because of uh, you know printing issues um, or pressing issues. But it's it's a great album. Uh, Like I said before, I would like to go see them live because I haven't seen them before, and I've been getting into them, you know, the last decade really, and just slow. It's a slow burn. They're just so good. Um, But this is a great song. The other the other song they released before the album uh, called Wild is also really cool, different style, but uh, both will you know should definitely be checked out. But definitely, uh, the hardest cut is the track that I'm recommending. Spoon has a really interesting career. You know, they're a band that I'm not like. A huge fan. I'm, I don't. I don't dislike them, and I, I like a lot of their songs. Like their bigger songs, I really like a lot. Mm-hmm. And they just have a really su- like successful, steady, yeah, twenty year a- career of like really good albums, critically yeah. acclaimed, good fan base. You know, it's like pretty impressive. They, mm-hmm. it's, it's just they're just Britt Daniels is just a solid songwriter and he's yeah. a great performer. Great and, production, always on yeah. their stuff. Yeah, too. It's always like really just, awesome production. You know. Just like even some of their like the the song the underdog right is yeah, like I love that song. it's just like it's if you listen to it it's not there's not a lot there it's very open yeah. and there's you know it's it's not heavy it's just he's a great great songwriter and just they have a really unique cool sound and, and I love mm-hmm. it and for my final pick it's this is going to be an interesting pick one of the things that my son and I have been doing more lately has been dancing and we've been kind of rocking out to uh, this live Matthew Sweet vinyl that I bought. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was a record door, record door, uh, record store <laughs> day uh, purchase. It, it was either a regular RSD purchase or a Black Friday purchase, I forget. But he had done this um, show in Ple- at Pleasure Island at Walt Disney World um, at one of the clubs there. I forget which tour it was on. Mm. But, you know, he did a bunch of the hits that he, he had, like, you know, Sick of Myself and, of course, Girlfriend. Yep. And that the, that version of Girlfriend that's on there is, like, totally, like, energized, super fast. And so sometimes cool. I'll play it, and my son and I will just be running around, like, rocking out, and he'll just be dancing like crazy. And it's great, uh, but you can only find it on vinyl. There's no digital of it. Mm. There's oh. nothing on YouTube. Oh, man. So I would, I would pick that. But recently, I went back and listened to... The, the Girlfriend album, because mm-hmm. it is a classic album. It's an amazing mm-hmm. album. And, you know, the, the the deluxe edition that they sent out, I sent you guys a, a, a copy of Cortez the Killer that he did live at some really point. Good. Yeah, that Steve was loves that song. But the song there, it, it kind of re-sparked it, and, I, you know, I've always loved the song, is this track called Evangeline, which is, is on there. And it's just one of these, like, amazingly beautiful, perfect power pop, songs it's like not too hard not too slow you know it's and it's just so good and so i'm gonna pick that because i've been really going back and listening to that a lot lately won't you take a drink little darling the cup is full and every night i bow to pray but i feel a whole lot better once you're coming my 
And if you haven't listened to the Matthew Sweets album, Girlfriend, you should, because it is it is one of the power pop masterpieces of all time. Like I, a friend, mm-hmm. family friend of mine's like, I was always trying to write a great power pop album. And then I heard Matthew Sweet's Girlfriend and I just stopped because I knew I couldn't do anything remotely as good as him. Definitely go check that out. Check out the song Evangeline because I'm sure you guys have heard Girlfriend before, but you know, yep. check out the other stuff on that album. So Girlfriend for years that the, the, the song Girlfriend was always one of my like all time favorite rock songs of the 90s. And Sick of Myself would always be on the radio a lot, too. too. I love that, too. And I literally have never listened to any other song on that (laughs) album. But I've listened to the title track like 5,000 times. I love it so much. So it's just one of those weird things where I just had this, like, the MP3 maybe around, Mm -hmm. like, Napster. And I I never downloaded the whole thing. And it's just I've never even listened to it. I don't know what any of it sounds like so I, now I'm gonna go and listen to yeah. it for the first the time. The opening track, Divine Intervention, is amazing too. Like it's just I remember I bought it because it was on like the Borders. And it was like those Borders classic albums. I think it was that, and I bought the Clash's London Calling at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening to those two on a drive somewhere, nice. and I'm just like, oh. how have I never listened to this these two CDs before? London I was like, Calling's I was like 23, and I was yep. like, I had never listened to mm-hmm. either of them. And I'm like, it was Dude. it was it was mind you know very cool bending and, and, and mind opening. So anyway, those are my tracks. Go check them out. Thanks for listening to the show. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast and tell your fellow music-loving dads or moms or anyone to check it out. And if you like or even love the podcast, please go ahead and give us an honest review. You can also find us on social media at Instagram and at Twitter, both at Dad Rocks Pod. And you can look on Facebook for Dad Rocks Podcast uh, and check out our page there. If you have any questions, comments, or any show ideas for us, or just want to give us a shout, you can always email us at dadrockspod at gmail.com. And we'll have a Spotify playlist of the songs we discussed today, so you guys can check it out on your own, and hopefully you'll dig the the music we picked today. And that will be in the podcast description. Before we we let you go, uh, we have a big interview coming up. I'm not going to say who it is, just in case, you know, (laughs) by the time that we finish this, uh, something happens again. But we're hoping that we have a, a, a big artist that we are very excited about having on the show. Uh, for you very soon so uh, look out for that hit that subscribe button and check it out and uh, as always guys dads remember you rock